So today I have with me five beautiful, lovely, confident women. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about how to instill confidence and self-belief in women, which is actually a major issue that sometimes we don't realize we are dealing with, but it is a major issue that a lot of women face. Welcome, ladies. How are you doing today? Tonight? Very good. <laughs> good. Thanks, Megla. Awesome. Okay. So uh, before we dive into the topic, let's do some introductions. So we'll go around the table. Tell us about yourself and also tell us what topic you'll be talking on, um, talking about during Branded by Women. So Michelle, why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. So Michelle from the UK, uh, I entered into the Amazon space in 2015. And I have recently just exited my business for a multi seven figure sum. So the topic I'm going to be talking on is how I how I started, how I scaled and then how I exited my FBA business. Awesome. Sylvia. Hi, I'm Sylv Stefanovic. Um, I run a lingerie business. I work in 30,000 variations industry, which is super, super difficult. Um, and I will be talking about how I moved from the corporate environment three years ago to set up my own business in fashion. So that has been a journey, a big journey for me. Wow. Okay. That's going to be interesting. Um, Cara. Hi there. Um, I'm Cara Sayer. Um, I um, invented uh, the, it's actually the UK's best-selling range of sun and sleep shades and um, in 2010. Um, so my business has been on Amazon since 2010, but I took, took it over and started working using um, FBA in 2014. Um, and I'm going to be talking about staying resilient in tough times because my journey has been a bit of a roller coaster and uh, I like to make sure that everyone else realizes it's quite normal and you can get through it. Awesome. Sharon. Hi, so I am Sharon Evan and I have been selling online since I was 16 years old. I first started with TradeMe.co.nz and I discovered Amazon in 2016 um, and I'm also on YouTube and I do all sorts of awesome things and I'm going to be speaking about um, PPC, um, which is kind of one of my expertise and yeah, that's me. Awesome. So you've been selling for two years now, right? <laughs> Me? No. <laughs> this, will be, this will be my fourth year. No, you, you started selling when you were 16, so. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's actually 15 years now. Yeah. <laughs> Online. I look Amy. young. I'm not that young. Although I'm probably, <laughs> probably the youngest here, though. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Amy Weiss. I'm from, well, I live in San Antonio, Texas. And I started selling online in 2007, just flipping products and having a good time. And then I invented a product in 2017, a better way to clean the cat litter box. Um, <laughs> and so I kind of started my journey in developing products and, uh, and helping others, uh, became a listing optimization nerd. And, uh, and since then, I've started Amazing at Home, and that's where I help entrepreneurs um, develop and source and launch products. Uh, on Amazon and expand into many other e-commerce channels. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. So um, let's get into the topic straight away. So um, confidence and self-belief. So first of all, I want to ask you, what exactly does um, confidence and self-belief mean to you specifically? And do you consider yourself um, as a confident person? So Michelle, do you want to go first? 
Sure. Um, I think if, I think there's two parts to that. I think you have internal confidence and external confidence. I think I'm I'm really confident internally. I know my own mind. I know my own judgment. I know my own goals. And for that, if I can keep my head down and I can crack on with that, I'm really confident. Externally, however, I think is where I struggle. If I have to put myself out there, so for example, doing these webinars is really, you know, it's stepping out of my comfort zone for me. I don't like to raise my head above the parapet. I don't like to have a dartboard on my back. I don't like to voice opinions in case someone comes after me. So externally, I, I'm very wary and I probably tend to be one of the quieter ones, even though inside I'm, you know, my head's spinning. I've got lots of opinions. My voice is going, but I don't want to say them out loud. Um, Partly because I don't want to want the, um, the attention coming back on me, but equally because I don't, I, I feel like I don't need it. Um, the, that validation from others, I think I'm so internally confident that I'm quite happy to just go along with what I believe inside my own head. That's very interesting. So, would you say that you are confident of taking risks and taking, uh, you know, bold steps in your business, for example? Yes, but only with um, validation behind them. I'm not somebody that just is really hugely risk, you know, I, I'm, I'm not risk averse. If I believe in what I'm doing, if I've done my due diligence, if I have proof of concept, then I'm all in and I'll go for it. But I'm not somebody that will just throw caution to the wind and, you know, jump in blindly. Right. Totally makes sense. Silv, what about you? I think very very much similar to what Michelle just said so inside my head I'm confident I know who I am I know what I want to say I'm quite opinionated but I think when it comes to that external communication and especially when you're dealing in more of a male environment it's the business environment that sometimes puts you in a very tricky situation because you don't want to be labeled and that's something that Michelle you touched on as well in a way, you might get labeled as too aggressive or maybe too difficult. So sometimes, although you feel strongly about something and you really want to take part in a dialogue, uh, in a, I don't know, a, a debate, sometimes I hold myself back because I know that it might mean, you know, I might get excluded maybe from, from a conversation or people might see me as, you know, she's too much to handle. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that has been the challenge for me. Right. So you were in corporate, right, for the longest time. So how was it for you over there? I mean, did you find yourself in difficult situations because of this, because you were not able to express yourself or, you know, because you didn't want to um, voice your opinions? Sometimes you feel like you have to push twice as hard to get hurt. And also, I've seen a lot of situations at very top uh, senior management where really in that male-dominated environment, decisions sometimes get made outside of the boardroom. Maybe it's during drinks, you know, at social events where women, also senior leaders, don't always get invited or take active uh, kind of part in those conversations. So I've seen some of that going on. So I think it's quite challenging for us overall in both you know, business and corporate situations. Yeah, totally. Uh, Cara, what about you? Well, I think I'm probably the opposite of Michelle and Sylvia, which is um, externally, uh, probably other people think I'm super confident. Um, and if I'm brutally honest, I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks about me. Um, excuse my French, but I really don't care because um, 
the thing is, is that when I was younger, I cared a lot. And uh, I think actually I've kind of grown into my confidence with age and with experience as well. So I also used to work in a corporate background. Um, and again, you know, I didn't fit in very well. I was a square peg in a round hole. Um, I couldn't really say what I thought because people don't actually welcome your real thoughts. They want you to say what they want you to say. Um, and I found I find that very difficult, which is one of the reasons I find working in the entrepreneurial space so refreshing um, because of the fact that actually, you know, most people are, you know, really enthusiastic to learn. They're not necessarily closed minded to how they do things. Um, so, I, you know, I think that it's, it's sort of something that I've grown into. I mean, when I first started the business, I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never been in retail or manufacture before. Um, and there was an element of fake it till you make it, um, which I find very difficult because I'm all about like genuine, like reality, not like pretending. Um, and I didn't like the fact that I didn't have the experience behind me to be truly confident about stuff. And funnily enough, unlike Michelle, like I, I'm hugely risk averse. I, I hate risk. But at the same time, I'm the person who threw 30 grand into a product that had never been launched before in the whole of the world. Um, and uh, and decided to go for it. And to this day, I don't really know why I did that. Um, but I, I think there's an inner belief that kind of comes out. And, a, and, a, and I'm a big fan of people who are passionate about what they do as well. I think passion kind of often breeds confidence and confidence breeds passion, if you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. So you said that you weren't very confident, you know, gr growing up. I think not you said internally. that. So, not internally. Right. So, so I always, how you know, did you? Yeah. So I always doubted myself, didn't really believe I was any good, had imposter syndrome, you know, um, always just doubted myself constantly. Um, a lot of it came from my childhood, if I'm honest. Um, you know, so um, it, there's a lot of factors behind that. Um, and um, I've also had a lot of therapy and things about dealing with that as an adult. And I think becoming a parent uh, has also really helped me in that respect, actually, because I've kind of undone a lot of the damage that was done to me. Um, and I'm, you know, my mission in my life is to make my daughter a really strong, confident, internally strong woman. And you know what? I think she's only 12, but she, I'm pretty damn proud of her already. <laughs> That's awesome. I can really relate to that as well, Kara, because I, um, similar to you growing up, I had zero self-confidence. It was maybe in the minus. Um, and it was it was very tough. And I started building my confidence only when I started working. And when I went into, you know, um, I, I was working with a newspaper. So I was kind of forced into it. I had to um, go out and interview people and, you know, write stories and all that stuff. So, um, and the reason I got into you know, the newspaper was because I like writing, which is more of an introverted kind of uh, profession. But yeah, somehow I was thrown into that. But I can totally relate to that, how you, so Kara, how did you develop your self-confidence over, you know, over the years? I mean, what did you, what did you do um, to, to develop that confidence? Well, I, th I think, I mean, a bit, that's what, one of the things I talk about in my talk at Branded by Women, which is um, I do, regardless of the lack of confidence, I do have a, a huge amount of inner resilience. So literally like the world can throw the biggest pile of poo at me and I will still get up and I will keep on going. Um, and that's something I've had since I was a child. And I think that's a sort of a fairly um, internal trait. And I, I think sometimes it's something you either have or you don't, but you can build it. And I think that um, one of the things I, I have done is started to trust myself a little bit more. 
Um, and I think that, as I say, the experience that I've gained through running my own business in an environment I had absolutely no experience in, knew nothing about, you know, even, I mean, every day, that's the great thing about this, this world, every day, particularly now with all this interconnectivity and technology, I learn something new every day, which is just amazing. Um, and, um, you know, when I started the business, we were less techie, actually. Um, but, you know, I think it's um, meeting other people as well. I'm a big I'm a big networker. I like meeting other people. I like getting to know other people because and I think another thing that's very female is collaborating. And I like to collaborate with other women because I, I'm always a, I, call, I used to call it mutual back scratching when I was in the corporate world. But my uh, mentality has always been that I, I'd love to do something that helps you and helps me. You know, it's not one or the other. Maybe it can help both of us. And if we work together, you get bigger and stronger. And, um, you know, I'm very lucky. I've got a great network of friends in business. Uh, some are newer than others and some are more longstanding. Um, and I think having a really good, strong network of people who you feel you can be honest with. And when you're having a really crappy time, you do need to be able to turn around to them and say, Jesus, I've had the worst day and this has gone up wrong and this has gone wrong. And um, and they're there going, yeah, either I've had it myself or, oh, my God, you know, and there's there's a sympathy and an empathy there, which gives you that sort of inner strength, which is what you need. Right. I can totally relate to that. I think, Cara, you and I have a lot in common, except that um, I talk about lemons being thrown at me and making lemonade instead of poo. But I think or mojitos. I say throw limes at me and I'll make you a mojito. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. OK, Sharon, what about you? What does self-confidence mean to you? And you, of course, come across as a very, very confident person. So, yeah, what, what do you feel about yourself? You know, before this, I was like, how do I not come off as like some full of herself bitch? Because here's the thing, I, I grew up in New Zealand to Israeli parents and I am the eldest and my brother uh, who passed away four years ago with special needs. And I grew up in a household of an entrepreneurial household where I was the eldest and a lot was put on my back. I was like a mum from the age of eight and I was dealing with a lot of things that most people don't deal with at such a very young age in New Zealand anyway. Um, and I always, I spoke about it to my mom cause she's here before this. And I was like, I always remember myself being confident, even when I used to have a monobrow and I was a hardcore skater and I was with my natural hair color. Even then I always had, I was full of confidence and I actually think that was, and I didn't have the, I had not the best childhood in the world, but, I don't actually know why I've always been full of confidence. I think it's just part of my mum as well and always enforcing that inside of me. She taught me from a very young age to never be jealous. And, and just, I think it's a lot of just something that comes from a home. And I was severely bullied until the age of 12. And I still remember like still, even though these people like bigger than me and, and could kick my ass, always having the mouth of like, the tiger and like I'll eat you alive even though they can kick my butt so I've kind of had confidence um always but I've always surrounded myself with confident people as well and of course I made the decision to move to Israel when I was 21 which is like a huge strange decision to make and I came from the most polite country to a country where you have to be a lion to survive here 
Um, and I've become, I think, over the years, it's probably part of also meeting my husband. We're very alike. He's like the male version of me. He's <laughs> only eight years older than me. Um, and I just feel like I don't know where it comes from, the confidence. I think that I, I really thought about it before we came out. I was like, where is the confidence from? I don't know where it comes from. Um, I really do not care about anyone's opinion. That's the truth. I've always been that way. I only care about what my mom thinks, my husband thinks, people that are the most important to me. I'm married. I've got a son. Like, I don't need to impress anyone. You know what I mean? I've always been that way. Now, on the other hand, I'm also on YouTube. And it took me a long time to find the confidence to go to YouTube because then you're actually opening yourself up to trolling. And I'm very lucky that up to now I haven't dealt with any sort of trolling. But I can tell you that the day it comes, I will most probably turn into a ruthless bitch. <laughs> because, because I don't know how to handle it differently. I'm the type of person if you attack me, I'll attack you a million times more. And it's just the way I am. And I don't know how to not be myself. It's just me, you know? So I've always been full of confidence. I think it mostly comes from a place for also using my mouth and my head rather than hands or whatever it may be. It's what I've been taught. I can get away with my mouth with anything. And I don't know where it comes from. I'm going to guess that it's from my household. You know, being a parent, giving child to a special needs child, my parents had to really make sure that I never had a lack of, um, what's the word? Like they always, I never felt that he, my brother got more attention than I did or anything like that. My parents did a very good job in it. Maybe that has something to do with it, maybe not, I don't know. But obviously I've done a lot of things in my life and I'm very proud of myself. And I think that that has possibly also a part of it. I'm just being straightforward and I'm saying, I'm not sure where it comes from, but I, I, I do that and I do my best to, you know, um, bring it out to the world as well, where just be you, you know, like just be you. And who gives a crap what anyone else thinks? The most important people that need to think well of you is your, your partner, your children, your parents. And really, that's it. <laughs> the rest of the world, it's fine. People are entitled to their opinions. It doesn't mean I have to listen to them too much, you know? <laughs> right, right. Totally agree. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I need some of that confidence, Sharon. You need to rub it off of me. Because we face similar situations uh, recently. You know, I had an issue with somebody in my group. I won't talk about it here. But uh, when I read about that, I I had a meltdown. And I was like, oh, my God, the world has come to an end. And I was, like, totally um, so shaken. I, it took me a couple of hours to kind of, you know, um, <laughs> just come out of that meltdown. But you had a similar situation. And you I saw your post in your group. And you're like, come and mess with me and I will. <laughs> I, said, I said to myself, even if this guy sues me, I'll deal with it. Like, and I said, yeah. come at me again and I'll yeah. eat. I'm the opposite where I'm fearless. Apart from God, I don't fear from, like, I have no fear in life. And I don't know where that comes from, but I think it's probably my childhood. Like nothing can hurt me. And yeah, I I was the total opposite of that. Just because, and you saw also my comment on your group. I said, "I've got your back if you need me." Yes, not yes, that, not, not, it's not that I like arguing or I like getting into fights or anything. But this person came yeah. at me, and I showed him, "Come at me again," and you know, I've got the lawyers for it. So bring it on. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Amy, what about you? 
Well, I have a little bit of a different perspective on um, women in the workplace because I spent 18 years in the U.S. military. And there are not a lot of women in the U.S. military. And um, I spent a long time trying to prove myself over and over and over again. And, um, and seeing other people get promoted, you know, just and I know that we all see that in corporate America as well. You know, we see people get promoted that, you know, we might see that we deserve it more or, you know, something like that. But ultimately for me, confidence is all about believing in your own abilities and getting to the point in your life where you can let go of your inner critic. All of us have an inner critic, whether that was our mom or, you know, somebody who was really hard on us or that bully, you know, um, but it's about us being able to shut down that inner critic, because if we don't shut down that inner critic, every time somebody externally comes at us, we're not going to be able to defend ourselves. So for me, confidence is about swallowing my fears, believing in my abilities and knowing that I can literally do anything I put my mind to and really just having that tunnel vision and focusing on my goals and patting myself on the back and saying, you know what, you can do it and you will do it and you did do it. And just being um, grateful for that every day. Awesome. So, so Amy, did you always have this confidence and belief in yourself or did you have to develop it? I definitely had to develop it. I mean, I feel like I was always trying to prove something. You know, I was the youngest of seven kids. Um, I moved away from home at the age of 17. Um, and I, you know, I was the first in my family to graduate college. Um, I joined the military and I have five college degrees now. I mean, but the thing is, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that I was doing all of that to prove something to somebody else to my inner critic not for my own not for me right and so it wasn't until i got you know i had moved on and taken um you know taken the leap as an entrepreneur and also um had gotten further on in my career in the military it wasn't until then when i finally realized like look when i give other people thoughts of me power over me it destroys everything right so when you let somebody else's actions against you cause you to like get bogged down, it takes this power over you, you know? So it's, it's about like letting go of the, for me, it's about letting go of those things and focusing on what I'm doing and knowing that literally I can do anything I put my mind to and, um, and believing in myself and that ability. So I think it's just been like over time, like learning, hey, I'm not going to let other people have power over me by giving them, you know, that power of, of, you know, that holding that grudge or whatever, like, let it go. You know what? Karma, let karma take care of them and move on and, you know, focus on what you're doing and, and what great things that, that you can do and believe in yourself, you know, believe in your abilities. Um, think about how far you've come in your life and all the different things that you've learned and you've done. And um, really use that to, you know, build yourself up and know that, hey, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? We could fall, we could stumble, but that's also a stepping stone to make us stronger. 
Wow, I'm already feeling so inspired just after, you know, just after the introductions here. <laughs> awesome. Let's see, we have a couple of people or quite a few people over here. Mike Zagari. Hi, Mike. How are you? Um, let's see. Susan is here. Susan is saying hello. Self-confidence is always a battle with me. Yes, Susan, a lot of us. <laughs> um, hello, ladies. Shout from Montserrat, New York. Okay, uh, six beautiful ladies leading session. Yes, <laughs> so refreshing to hear all your stories. Hi, Simone, how are you doing? Uh, Amy Weiss is looking more gorgeous today. <laughs> your student. <laughs> I love the poop comment. <laughs> the nurse, and I get it. <laughs> awesome. Ruth, hey, beautiful ladies. Um, who else is here? Wow, that's nice. Great content. Thank you. Um, love this Sharon. Yes. Love Sharon's attitude. <laughs> totally. Um, Amy, my mentor. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, Megla. Lovely ladies. Love this, even though it should be sleeping here. I should be sleeping here in Australia. Yes. <laughs> you can watch the replay too, Alicia. <laughs> what other people think of me is none of my business. Oh yeah. That's, that's very beautiful. Yeah. That's well said. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about is imposter syndrome. Now, how many of you have had that or, you know, deal with it even now? Like I deal with it every day. <laughs> okay, maybe not every day, but very often. Kara, you raised your hand. Well, as I said, I used to. I actually used to suffer from imposter syndrome. Um, okay. I don't now, if I'm brutally honest. Um, but, I, but I have done, and it's, it's quite crippling, I think, because um, you end up, I think holding yourself back because you sort of don't believe that you're as good as other people are and you feel like everyone else is better than you and everyone else knows more than you and everyone's making more money than you and all this sort of stuff, which is all a load of old poo again. <laughs> because actually, you know, even, even Sharon with her indomitable confidence is going to have bad days. You know that she's going to have bad days in her business. She's going to have bad days in her personal life. She's going to have things that upset her. She's going to have things that go wrong. No one has a perfect life, okay? No one. Um, and I often, I also do think as well that um, social media has a lot to answer for as well in terms of making particularly women, I think, feel inferior, feel <clears throat> feel like we, you know, we're not living up to the you know, frankly artificial, and I've seen quite a few Instagram shoots in my time where I can assure you there is an awful lot of fakery going on. Um, but, you know, we feel like we're not being good enough mothers, we're not being good enough wives, we're not being good enough, um, you know, we're not. our house isn't perfect, uh, we're not fit enough, uh, we're not thin enough, we're not this enough, we're not wearing the latest fashions, you know. And, um, and then you add in the mix of the fact that we're all running businesses, you know, and, and then you've got all of that on top. So I, I think that um, my attitude as a general rule, if I'm honest, is the people who shout about it the most, I tend to think, yeah, you know what, you're probably just talking crap. Um, uh, because actually the people that I know who, who, well, the people I respect, let me put it that way, the people I respect are the ones who tell it as it is. You know, um, I was very open about the fact that my business plummeted 80% in the US as soon as COVID hit. Uh, my business is still down 66% currently in the US and it's down 50% in the UK. Now, the reason I share that is not because, oh, poor me. It's more to reassure other people about the fact that actually shit can happen to, like, my brand is actually a, a pretty well-known brand. 
Um, and, you know, it's in the baby category, which everyone says is like, you know, unbreakable. Well, that's rubbish. Um, so, you know, don't worry about these things. And I think I think that's one of the good things about women as well is we do tend to share the ups and downs. And I mean, I've, I've had a complete nervous breakdown in the first year of doing business, which wasn't all to do with the business. I was a vegetable. You know, I've had ups, downs, got divorced, you know, you, you name it. And, you know, I've sued last year. I nearly had a heart. They thought I was having a heart attack because I, I had a bookkeeper who was professionally negligent. Um, and I thought I'd basically not made any profit. And I live off the money from my business. So this is my livelihood. This isn't a hobby or a side hustle. This is my life. Um, and I sued Aldi last year, you know, and and because I'm, I'm really hate bullies. That's the other thing. I'm really don't bully me, matey, you know, because that ain't going to work for you. Um, and, you know, and that, but I think the thing is with the imposter syndrome is that, you know, I think it's really important to talk about it because just talking about it means that other people realize it's a thing and that other people who maybe they look up to feel it too. And that's okay. Exactly. Totally agree with you. And, um, I had imposter syndrome when I uh, was starting my business. So I was in, in corporate for 20 years. And then, first of all, I didn't have the confidence to start my business. But then somehow I, I got that. But then I was, um, you know, unsure of myself. I didn't know if I if I could run a business on my own. I had, you know, of course, lost my husband as well. So that added to to everything. Um, so, yeah, it was really difficult at that time. But, but I overcame it. And... Um, it was a lot. Of, it was very difficult at that time, but I think what really helped me was, uh, you know, the the fact that I understood my subject really well. So I had to keep telling myself that, hey, you've been in sourcing for nineteen years. You know how this works, right? You know how this works. So you can surely help other people source products. You know, you you know how it works. I had to keep reminding myself of that. But yeah, anyways, Michelle, what about you? Have you faced uh, imposter syndrome? in, in you know, your yeah, business or not to no not to to a large extent I think because I, I keep my head down and I, I won't really voice anything until I'm 100% sure of what I'm talking about so by the time I get to the point of of judging myself on being an imposter is when I'm usually speaking out and I have an opinion I'm usually very confident of exactly like you just said you've been in sourcing 19 years you know your stuff yeah, and it's the same for me. I know my stuff. I'm not going to doubt it. There's different ways of doing things, of course. Um, you know, we don't all follow the same path, but I know the industry I'm in. I know what I'm doing. So I don't have imposter syndrome uh, once I know that I'm credible. I do not know how people can be so loud and not know their stuff because that to me is just, you know, like I said, I don't raise my head above the parapet unless I'm really confident. Um, but there are people out there who do. Um, it's yeah, it's a weird one for me. Yeah, I don't know why you why you would do that. So I, I guess I'm I'm like you, and I, but I do have to remind myself quite frequently that hey, I know my stuff. You know, I've just exited yeah. my business. That didn't happen overnight by some fluke. Um, so, but but even still, it can catch me unaware sometimes, and I doubt my credibility. But then I have a word with myself, and I'm fine. I think <laughs> a big thing too is just knowing that just admitting that none of us have all the answers. Yeah. You know, all of us have been on a different path. So, you know, especially as a business coach, you sometimes feel like, you know, like this extra pressure for, you know, your your journey and your experience to need to have every answer for every person. Mm. And sometimes it's like, you know what? I don't have every answer. And every business is different. Every person is different. 
And, you know, it's all about our ability to going out and seeking the answers that leads to our success and our confidence. It's not necessarily about needing to know every answer to every question because we could do something today and it could work. And tomorrow we could have a completely different yeah. result. You know, and I think that's so important in this industry as well, because, you know, going back a couple of years, we were all brought up in the culture where the people that were talking had all the answers. They knew something we didn't know. You know, they had the secret source. They weren't they weren't revealing everything until you paid 15 grand to get the secret. It was all built on that. They know something that we don't know. Right. And actually, now we're all having these conversations is hugely refreshing that guys, no one has that. No one has a secret source. No one has the answer that, you know, Carl, no car has come into this business, at a totally different angle than myself. You know, Amy and Sharon, you, you know, you're offering services to people as well as being sellers. Um, and Sylv, you're in a completely different industry. You touch on Amazon, but you know, we had a chat the other day, your, your industry is totally different. And it's so refreshing to hear people actually say, do you know what? This is a legitimate business platform. You can succeed at it by taking many different strategies and not one person, no matter how much they charge for their course, has all the answers. And I think that's brilliant. And also I think the other thing is, is that, I mean, I think one of the, the, the joys of the way I entered the industry was I had no idea. And the great thing about that is it actually gives you quite a lot of freedom because you don't have to follow what everyone else does. Yeah. And in, in my industry, I was one of the first to go seriously hardcore into Amazon. And I'm now helping other people doing the same thing who have product businesses like mine, who don't, they're not, they're not like the white label type. It's a completely different type of business. But they don't know, uh, they don't understand about Amazon. It is different when you're a brand versus you're creating something for money, if you know what I mean. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, when I went in, um, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I was literally asking people, how do I price things? What's margin? Uh, you know, what do I put my products into? How many units should I have in a carton? You know, and it was all very new and I did things wrong. Yeah, I made loads of mistakes, but hey, you know, the best thing about mistakes is you learn something from them usually. And you either never do it again or you tweak it and then do it again and see whether that's better and then maybe tweak it again. <laughs> I think the downside, sorry, is that we are striving for perfection as females all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, I would like to bring something up from my industry actually, which is kind of, but you know, Johnny Bravo, the cartoon character, when he gets up in the morning, he looks amazing. He looks at himself in the mirror and he just checks his hair and he's good to go. And he's the most perfect man ever. With females, unfortunately, when we wake up and we look ourselves in the mirror, we're looking at, oh crap, there's another wrinkle under my eyes. My stomach is massive. I don't look good today, you know, I'm bloated or whatever, you know. We always criticizing ourselves constantly in terms of our looks. And I think that's also the case when we go into business, that that self-critic really has to go and we have to stop searching for that perfection all the time. Right, totally makes sense. I think that my my take, because Kara said before, you know, the fact that I'm confident and, and um, doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. I don't really think that confidence has anything to do necessarily with the struggles, right? So the fact that I'm confident in stuff doesn't mean I don't have shitty days doesn't mean that I haven't had failed products. It doesn't mean right. that I haven't struggled or it doesn't mean things like that. You know, it has nothing to do with it, in my opinion. I can still be confident, even though maybe I had a really bad month last month or whatever it may be, because 
I don't really see the connection between that and my confidence, if you get what I mean. The fact that maybe I had a bad month last month, for example, for my beauty brand, has absolutely nothing to do with my confidence. It was a bad month. You know, like it just, it just, it happens. It happens and it doesn't mean that it needs to affect my confidence. I don't know if you get what I mean. That's A. I think and B, B, no, one sec. I think B, I, so I mentioned that I was on YouTube and I, and I do one-on-one coaching. I always make sure that I tell people, like, there's always, like, there's a balance. There's always good and there's always bad. You're always going to have things in your, in your business. You're always going to have bad things in your business. There's no one straight line. There's going to be, I'm just the type of person who has been through enough in life, right? I think once you lose someone or whatever it may be, you kind of, like, nothing really is worse than that. So if I get my account suspended, so I got my account suspended, I'll pay the person that I need to in order to get it back. If something happened, like for me, that's just the way that I am. And maybe I'm the youngest here, but I've been through so much that that's why I'm able to, to be that way, if that makes sense. That's one. And two, um, oh, there was something that Amy said earlier that I wanted to add that I've just forgotten. It will come back to me at some stage. But I wanted to say, like, I put on 10 kilos in the last six months right? And I spoke about that freely on Danny McMillan's show the other day. I was like, I know that I've put on 10 kilos, right? I know that I am not necessarily how I want to be body-wise right now, but I also know that I have had X amount of more followers on, on YouTube, and I've helped a lot of people in the last six months, and I've done a lot of things in the last six months, and when I want to lose the weight, I'll be able to lose it. Like, it doesn't define me. You know what I mean? So I just think that um being confident for me because maybe i may be the opposite here doesn't mean i just have the ability to accept things like i know i've put on weight okay so i put on weight i'll lose it i know i've had a bad day it's okay we're allowed to have bad days tomorrow i'll wake up and i'll be okay and it comes i'm sure with maturity and i think it also comes with experience and stuff that maybe people have been through life i look at someone else who maybe would have had like the perfect life now they may handle the situation then when i'm like what are you complaining about like you know i think that it may have something possibly i don't know to do with it i'm not such a spiritual person that really goes within it doesn't mean that like i don't believe in anything or anything i'm just saying i'm not that type of person that tries deeply to find answers i'm just kind of like it could just be my mentality it's just the type of person i am we're like okay this happened all right let's let's move forward i'm always like let's move forward everything's okay it's everything's figure outable like there's always a solution if i don't have the solution oh, that's what i wanted to say amy i do a lot of lives i do a lot of lives and i am a seven figure seller and i've got people who make a lot more money than me sometimes ask me questions and i'm like what the hell are you asking me for you should know the answer you, you know not always do i have the answers for everything but i'm fine with it and i tell, say people i may not have the answer for you right now but i know someone who will you know, which is about our networking because all of us have an amazing network. We all know a lot of people in the industry. And that's okay. I don't have to have the answers for everything. You don't need to come for me for the answers for everything. And But I'll find the answer for you. Or I'll find you the person that has it. But that doesn't take away from my level of experience or anything like that, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Yes. I think <laughs> the confidence is in the struggle, right? All of us, when we overcome things in our lives, day by day and we figure stuff out right that's where we gain our confidence so yeah i i gained 10 pounds i used to be 300 pounds <laughs> I, the confidence is in the struggle 
Like, yes, where we used to be, I think if we can look back at where we used to be and all the things that we've overcome, we can gain so much confidence from that because we know, like, I've overcome this before. The confidence, I, I love how Sharon says, like, confidence is separate from my struggle, right? But for me, like, confidence comes from your struggles. You can overcome that. There is an answer for that. That's what builds up your confidence, knowing that, you know what? I've gotten over this before. I've dealt with something like this before. I didn't die. Things are okay. It's going to be fine. I got suspended. Let's get it back up. Like, let's get moving, right? Like, you know, you have the choice, either do nothing or move forward. And so, I mean, I think that that really builds builds up our confidence. And I always say to my team that at the end of the day, none of us are A&E doctors. None of us are dealing with life or death here, actually. Um, and that is something you have to keep in perspective because I think sometimes you can get a bit carried away with like how important what we're doing is do it is. It's not. You know, we're not saving lives. And um, you know what, if, if like you say, if you get suspended or something goes down or you have a problem, you know what, you'll be fine. We'll get over it. It's like COVID. You know, I don't, I don't see COVID as, you know, the end of my business. It's bugging it up a bit. And it means I probably, you know, may not make a profit this year. But at the same time, my business is still going to be coming out the other end. And then we'll, you know, we'll crack on. Yeah. Yeah, totally makes sense. I can relate to you, Amy. So um, I think that that's happened to me as well because I've gone through so many challenges and overcome so many obstacles that has made me stronger. So what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So I I can totally relate to to that. So um, everybody watching, if you have any questions for um, any of us over here, feel free to type them in the comments. Um, We're getting a lot of comments here. So someone's saying 100% accurate. Suspensions are just a temporary bump in the road. And Danny is uh, watching as well over here. So Danny says, stop it, Sharon. You look amazing. (laughs) Hi, Danny. Um, Akanksha is here. Hi, all successful ladies. You too, Akanksha. She's like a boss lady in in India. She runs a factory. (laughs) Um, Okay, awesome. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is... um, you know, there has been there's been a lot of studies and all that really have proven that there is a confidence gap uh, in men and women. So have you found yourself in a situation where you underestimated your abilities um, or maybe didn't ask for, um, you know, as much? Maybe you were char- charging for a service, but you were undercharging. I'll give you a recent example uh, of what happened to me. So I was, uh, you know, offering the service to a lady, and uh, I quoted her a price, and she came back to me and said, "Hey, that's a bit low, and I will give you more for it." And I was like, "Okay." So two things there. First of all, I was underestimating what I should have charged her, and second, I think because she's a woman and she's a really nice woman, she actually. Um, you know, offered to pay me more. I don't think a man would have done that, right? A man would have said, okay, fine, sure. <laughs> I'll pay you less. So, I mean, that's what happened to me. And I realized, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> but has that happened to you as well? Do you Have you underestimated your uh, abilities, your capabilities? Anyone? Every day. Every day yeah. I underestimate my capabilities. I feel like every day I wake up and I swallow my fears. 
because I'm developing three new products right now. You know, I'm running four companies. I, I you know, there, I'm, and then I'm coaching other people in their businesses, and none of those are the same. And you wonder, like, am I going to have the right answers? Am I going to be able to, you know, ultimately all of us just want to do well, right? And so for me, every day is about waking up, believing in myself and swallowing my fears and going, you know what? It doesn't matter. Damn be the fears. Let's move forward. Because if we sit there and we listen to the fears and we stir about it, we're going to be stuck right there and we're going to be immobilized. So for me, yeah, it's, it's huge. Like I doubt myself every day. I doubt my abilities. I doubt, you know, um, like whether things are going to work out. Business is scary. You don't know if you're going to be in business tomorrow. You don't know if coronavirus is going to hit and all of a sudden your brand is going to be heavily affected. You have no idea what is going to happen. And so for me, yeah, I, definitely I, I have to kind of, I've undercharged for things for the longest time because I'm like, well, I have a, a heart for helping new people, you know, but I know my colleagues are charging like four times as much as me, you know, but it's not about that. I try not to compare myself to other people. I try to think about what is it that you want for your life? What do I want for myself and my own accomplishments? What do, what legacy do I want to leave for my kids? What is my why? And how can I focus on that and not worry about what everybody else is doing? whatever, you know, and just, just worry about my actions, but still, I definitely have those fears every day and I got to swallow them and move on. No, I don't have any doubts. I mean, I know that sounds like the total opposite, but it's yeah. the reason I don't have any doubts is because uh, going back to that scenario of worst case scenario. So worst case scenario is if everything goes tits up, I'll just go and get a job stacking shelves in Sainsbury's, right? <laughs> Temporarily. Um, and, and that's literally my mental fallback position. So I, I never really, it's weird. I mean, I carry like the most immense amount of debt on my shoulders, like my manufacturing bill this year is nearly three quarters of a million pounds. And yet I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, whereas like, and, and, I, and I just don't even think twice about it because I know I will pay, I know I'll pay it off. I, it will happen. It may be slower. I may have to negotiate, but obviously at the moment. Um, but uh, also, I think the other thing is, is that, you know, I've had jobs, corporate jobs. I've always done well. I've done freelancing. Um, I've helped other businesses, you know, and I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I think the other thing is, I mean, I'm 48 and I've done so many different things in my life. But yeah. to be honest, you know what, like when I started, when I think back to like when, when we asked children, like what do they want to do in their life? Like in the old days, it'd be like, I want to be an accountant or I want to be a doctor or an actress or I want to run a shop or whatever else it might be. And that would be like what they thought they were going to do for the whole rest of their life. Whereas now it's literally like, well, what are you going to do for the next five years? What are you going to do for the next five years after that? What are you going to do for six months here, a year there? You know, and does it really matter? I think there's less of that pressure on us nowadays to kind of, we have longevity in the fact we've been doing what we've been doing in a multifaceted way for a long amount of time. I mean, I've been working since I was 16 years old. That's 32 scary years, you know, but, but actually I've done so many different things, you know, in that time. And I think there's no, I think, I think maybe some of the stuff comes from, fear of other people's judgment. And as I said, I don't give a shit. So if I'm stacking shelves in Sainsbury's and I bump into a friend of mine, any decent friend of mine would be like, oh my God, well done, you've got a job. 
They wouldn't be like, oh, are you <laughs> I love what you said about mental fallback. You said yeah. having a mental fallback because that's that's just it, right? That's what swallowing your fears is all about. Like, it's okay. If this doesn't work out, there is there's other things I can do. I am capable of getting a job. I am capable of, you know, and that's like when we left our job, when we left, when I left my six figure job to come home and work in my business and my husband was already working at home and we weren't paying him yet because we were building our business. Um, I had, to, we sat down and we said, we don't care if we have to drive Uber, if we have to do deliver, if we have to deliver pizza, we don't care. Like what's the worst that can happen? We have to drive Uber, like who cares? You know, this is what we're doing. This is what we want for our lives. Let's go do it. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. And, and pride is a very lonely bed companion, as they say, you know, and, and I'm not proud. I really do not care what I have to do in order to put food on the table. That's the only thing that's important to me. Um, and I think, you know, I think the people who, the other thing also that makes me laugh as well, actually, is how many people are all raging around going, I'm a seven figure seller, I'm a six figure seller. Yeah, how much profit are you making? You know, so it's not about the size, the size, it's about the, the reality of what you're actually producing. Because, I mean, I've met people who are mentoring other people and they're not living off their business. I'm like, oh my God, you're not taking a penny out of your business. Oh no, we want to build it up to sell. Well, it's an artificial business if you're not taking any money out of it to like, ah. And, you know, so I just, I mean, that's what I love about working with people who are doing it on a daily basis because we all get it. And we all get the fact that, God, sometimes I could throw my bloody MacBook out the window when I've been on call to Seller Central or trying to get something sorted that's so simple. And, and people go, oh, working on Amazon, that must be really easy. I'm like, no, it's highly stressful. I've got a massive white, like, <laughs> central streak. I never had white hair before I worked on, on Amazon. But, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Alicia is saying, kids schooling needs a complete overhaul. I've sent our four boys to an alternate school so that they aren't ever just stuck in a job and they have to have had to choose from subjects in a classroom. Yeah, it to totally makes uh, sense. We just did that with our kids last year. We moved oh, them from okay. public school to, in Texas, they have wonderful charter schools. And so my kids have a 3,000 square foot maker space. My daughters are learning HTML. They're learning, they're, they're doing voiceovers for videos. They're learning really cool things. And um, and you know, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I don't know what you ladies think about like, I wish that my education was different because I feel like I went through public education, you know, and I just kind of like grew up like learning to follow instructions and go get a job. And I feel like I spent a lot of my life um, chasing somebody else's career. You know, it wasn't until I took the leap as an entrepreneur and I could look back and I went, whoa, I didn't even really like that job that much, <laughs> you know, but I was chasing somebody else's dream because I was kind of, I grew up with this thought of, oh, well, you know, people work hard and they get a good job. You know, you never think like, well, what if I followed my own passions and actually monetize that, you know? What I like seeing as well is a lot of the younger, the younger folk, because I've got younger brothers and sisters who are like 20 odd years younger than me. And I've got nieces who are like in their early 20s. And like one of my nieces, for example, she's paid for all her holidays. Uh, she's at university and she's paid for all her holidays and everything and extra money for the last three or four years by selling on 
It's the funky clothing platform that like the kids Poshmark. Huh? Poshmark? Poshmark. No, it's in, anyway. It's this. I, I, as I don't. I would never be on this website. Clearly, um, it might be she kids sells, in. She sells all these like trendy like things that the young the kids are down with. And my sisters like started like a, a shop on eBay selling like you know vintage clothes and this that and the other. And that's the thing now. I think there is. I think the great thing is is that we are opening the doors to young people, and they see people like us doing this sort of stuff. And they're like, oh, I can do that too. I don't have to necessarily go into a corporate job. And one of the reasons I chose my daughter's school is because it was the first school in the UK that has an entrepreneur in residence. And I just thought that was bloody genius. You know, it was the first like North secondary school and they have this entrepreneur. They should have a female entrepreneur, by the way. And I am working on that. <laughs> um, you need to volunteer. <laughs> I've been sending very unsubtle hints. Um, you know, things like big banners, <laughs> no joking, <laughs> but I think it's great. You know, I think entrepreneurism is something I think that is becoming more acknowledged as a life skill. Yeah. And, and when I exited my business, you know, there was a period where I thought, you know, when you just, you're just getting through that stressful time and, and then you exit. And, and there was a time when I thought, okay, I'm done. You know, I I'm done. And it didn't last long because all of a sudden my children who have watched me every step of this journey were watching me to say, well, what, what, are, what are you going to do now, mum? What are you going to do now? And I was like, the pressure. I mean, what was I going to do? Go and show them how to sit on a beach all day? You know, so, and, and it, you, you're so right. It was a huge, huge part of my decision to keep going, um, you know, because they're watching and they're learning something by watching me that they are never going to get in a classroom. So, yeah, so it's hugely important. And, you know, but coming on to the schooling, I think every child is different. Every family is different. You know, so my daughter in particular, she does suffer with a lot of anxiety. She has very low self-confidence. I'm very aware of it. We're working on it. She needs uh, security. She needs routine. She, she likes to feel safe with her same friendship group. It would absolutely destroy her if I moved her to a new school. You know, so you have to read the situations. You have to read the people. You know your children. You know what's what's you know going to work for them and what isn't so i think yeah we all just make our own decisions based on on those we love those we know and and, and keep coming back to you know mind your own business what's going what's going on for me and my family and what's my objectives and everyone else you know back off that's why i like to keep my head down because i'm in, i'm so focused and i mind my own business yeah love totally that. makes sense i think i totally agree with the education part um, especially here in Asia and Singapore specifically, they're very focused on, um, you know, things like maths and science and you have to really develop those kind of skills. And my son is really struggling in school because he's, he's actually a very bright, bright kid and he likes to learn a lot, but he doesn't like writing and exams and all of those things. I mean, he likes to experiment and watch YouTube videos and, you know, watch experiments that, like things blowing up and whatever. Um, and yeah, he's, he's been struggling with that. But otherwise, he's a very, very confident kid. I mean, at uh, during India sourcing trip last year, he gave a presentation to a group of 50 people. I mean, he was eight years old at that time. And he talked about he, he gave a, a presentation on um, how to speak in Hindi, which is a language in India. So, you know, he, he, he was so confident. But yeah, I feel that he's just struggling in school. Okay, um, Alicia says, definitely wish I had the opportunities I'm giving my kids. I only found online four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amy, so yes, um, I keep sharing with my children. Follow the passion in your heart. Don't let anyone else tell you what you're going to do or be. 
follow your dreams and work your butt off <laughs> to make them come true, you can do this. Exactly. I feel growing up, we were not told that enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, just want to thank you all for sharing and the straightforward, no BS talking points. My wife is a lead in our business and this is a great series. Thanks. We also have a few comments from um, on LinkedIn. So someone saying, hello, ladies. It's more inspiring to see you all motivated to be confident. I think we all underestimate ourselves. So this is actually a male. <laughs> Kamal, um, very well said, Kara. So awesome. Okay, so what tips do you have for um, for women to be able to increase their self-confidence? I mean, we know some women have it, some women don't, but you can actually instill self-confidence and self-belief in yourself. And we have covered quite a bit during the conversation, but as we start wrapping up over here, I want to go around and ask each of you to give some tips and strategies for women who are um, you know, struggling with this. So Michelle, do you wanna go first? Yeah, firstly, I would say know your shit. So basically, you know, confidence comes with knowing what you're doing, but don't be afraid to make mistakes along the way because that's the best way to learn. So you don't have to be an expert overnight. Nobody's an expert. Every day you learn something new, but really just keep learning. Keep keep you know putting yourself out there, taking the next step, trying something new, learning from that and growing and growing, and you will just become more and more confident in your abilities and your knowledge anyway. Um, so that, that would probably be my main one. And the other one is just to really become focused on why you're doing this and what's important to you and you'll find your confidence you know block out the white noise there's so much white noise in this industry if you follow somebody if you like somebody if you you resonate with them follow them on a podcast follow them on youtube but everything else just cut it out if it doesn't contribute to your why your objectives and your goals cut it out wonderful advice Silv. I want to recommend a book, which is an amazing reading for any female entrepreneur or aspirational entrepreneur. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Mm. It's a very quick, short, very easy read, but it's got so many small tips, I suppose, that you can do on a daily basis to put yourself out of your comfort zone and really test your confidence that way, gain more confidence. And it's even things like, you know, smile to somebody uh, in the supermarket, you know, it's not something that you do normally, but just doing those little things will create a habit and that will really help you to gain more, more confidence in your overall life. Yeah, I think that's great advice. So, um, and when, yeah, you know, maybe make small goals for yourself. And once you achieve those goals, you'll, you'll, um, you'll boost your self-confidence. Kara, what about you? So I've got, sort of, I think, three uh, tips, which is um, kind of going back to what Michelle was saying about keep learning. But part of learning is not being afraid to ask questions. Because uh, I think sometimes, especially as you get like higher up the ladder, you sort of almost feel like, I mean, for me, there is no such thing as a stupid question. Okay, I don't care who you are, what business you run, right? There is no such thing as a stupid question. And as Sharon was saying, we don't know everything. How can we? We're only one person. So, you know, don't be afraid of asking a question because someone's had to ask that question before. And actually, if they haven't, other people might be grateful to you for being the one who asked that question. Um, so uh, the other one I would suggest as well is build a network um, because, you know, it's really is something that can kind of give you, I say confidence, but it's really support. Um, and 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 you get confidence by feeling supported. So, you know, the people that you gel with, um, the people you get on with who kind of 
taught the same way you do or that you admire or that you think, oh, wow, that's a business that's amazing, you know, make, don't be afraid to make contact. People, you know, I have to say also women as a general rule, we're pretty friendly, you know, um, and we usually say hello back and, you know, we're usually happy for to have a quick chat here and there or whatever it might be. And then the, the last one, which is kind of going back to what you're saying about your son, uh, Megalo, which is um, about um, knowing your numbers. And I think this is something that people really do forget. And this is in any business, not just Amazon businesses. OK, now my maths teacher would probably be laughing until she's unconscious to know that I've actually made that a point because I literally did used to roll around on the floor almost unconscious uh, during math lessons because I had absolutely no idea what was going on. And in fact, the other day I had to try and work out what pie was. My ex-husband was helping me uh, fit a new washing line thing. And he was like, oh, and I said, well, how do I work out the diameter from the thingy? See? And, and he was like, oh, just use pie. And I went, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? So the maths that you learn in school isn't really, for me, Excel is my friend. And I work yeah. out everything on Excel spreadsheets, but shit, I know my numbers, right? I know every penny that is going in, that's going out, okay? And watch what you're spending, be careful. And actually, I'm going to add an extra one on top, which is, you know, I do see an awful lot of people spending an awful lot of money buying advice, etc. And actually, sometimes, you know, whilst that can be okay, only do it if you can actually afford to do it. Because I do see people quite often handing over quite big amounts of money and you just think actually that money would be better invested in your business like paying for ppc or paying for product and actually learning the hard way like we had to before there were all these people out there telling you how to do it so those are my tips wonderful sharon uh i've got two one's business related and one's non-business related so business related there were a lot of good ones here um mine is to be resourceful Part of my confidence comes from the fact that Kara said it's important to ask questions and I totally, totally agree with that. But it's also important to know how to sometimes find the answers yourself. A lot of people rely on other people to just spoon feed them. And I always say to, to, to people like, Google is like my best friend. You know, like it's it, it, it's funny to me the amount of people that depend on me or somebody else for an answer when really the answer is on Google. So number one, part of the confidence is if I don't necessarily know something, I know how to find the answer and it's part of being resourceful. So be resourceful is number one. That's the business side of it. And the non-business side of it, which I think is something that specifically maybe did take me time to, Amy said she lost a lot of weight. So I was 90 kilos when I moved to Israel. I lost 30 kilos on my own and then I gave birth and I've had my weights been up and down my entire life. And um, I follow this woman who's like non-related to this in any way called the bird's papaya. And she is beautiful. She has a lot of stretch marks on her body because she's given birth. And like, I follow her because it reminds me that there is no such thing as perfect. There's what is perfect for you. And that is what helps me with that confidence. When I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, I put on these 10 kilos after I lost all the weight after after pregnancy. Like, oh, how did how did I let it happen? And I'm like, it's okay. So also be confident in yourself and know that like the way that you are is your perfection, if that makes sense. Like not your perfection, it's perfect for you. You're perfectly unperfect. That's what I, that's <laughs> so be resourceful and know that it's okay to be perfectly unperfect. Lovely. Amy. 
All right. Well, I just want to thank all of you ladies because all of you have so much to offer and you've given such great tips. Um, and I want to encourage everybody out there to number one, start with your why, right? Dig really deep and think about what you want for your life and what your goals are. What What is your reason for, what do you want to leave with the world, right? Um, so dig deep, discover your why, visualize your goals. Like the closer you're able to visualize your goals, the more real they become and, and the more motivated you are to move toward them. And then remember that the mind, your human mind is so, so powerful and it believes what you tell it. So if you put yourself down and you start your day with negative self-talk and looking in the mirror and, oh my gosh, look at these wrinkles. And no, you know, you're, you're, you, your mind is so powerful. It is going to believe exactly what you tell it. So if you start your day really with gratitude every day and think about, wow, look how far I have come. Look at all these things. Look at who I am. And this is my why. Look at what I am going to leave with this world, right? Um, so just start every day with gratitude and really just, you know, move forward and, and be confident in your why and get rid of the negative self-talk because that's that's not going to work, right? You're just going to put yourself down and, you know, so say positive things to yourself. Say, I can do it. Remove the T's from your language. Don't say, I can't or I won't or I don't. Say, I will and I can and I will figure it out, Right. And then just visualize your goals every day, move forward in confidence, knowing no matter the obstacle, you're going to figure it out, right? What's your mental fallback? doesn't matter. I'm going to figure it out, right? And then when you have your fears arise, don't listen to your fear. Fear is a liar running out of breath. Do not listen to your fears. Do not let them have power over you and recognize that when your fears arise, you just need to shut them down. Go right back to your why, go right back to your confidence, do that positive self-talk and you will you will absolutely be moving forward and achieving your goals. Amy, That's you just reminded me. incredible. Yeah. Can I add to this? There's one yeah. thing that somebody gave me recently. Instead of using but, so for example, I would love to do this, but I don't know how or I don't have the confidence, mm. replace it with and. This works mm. so well. So Love you know, that. just replace but with and. And I will find a way to do it or whatever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And actually beautiful. the other thing kind of Amy's just reminded me of as well. Um, is that when she, when you're saying about what is your why, that again kind of goes back to your numbers. And so in this industry, like it's not, I, 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 work, I, I kind of flit in and out of this industry because I've got other industries I'm in. I'm not just in an Amazonian one. And I do talk, see all this talk of six figures and seven figures, right? That's not a why, right? So you can run a business very happily and be doing six figures and be earning enough money to live on for you to achieve your why. You don't need necessarily to get to seven figures, okay? And I think this is this is where the know your numbers and know. So if you make a really positive profit-making business, you don't necessarily need to hit seven figures. I mean, you can if you want. But I have to say, I personally don't want to go too high into seven figures because that adds an extra level of organization and stress and funding and everything else that goes on. And quite frankly, I'm very happy at the level I'm at right now. I can allow for a little bit of growth, but not too much. I actually don't want it. And that's the thing is focus on what your why is, because the more money you add into the mix, 
the more stress, the more uh, coordination, the more everything else that goes on with it, because, you know, the bigger you are, the bigger the machine has to be to run it. Absolutely. Cara, actually, sorry, it's me again. But I want to uh, I want to mention something. I'm relatively new to the Amazon community. And when I first started going to events and meetups, I was like, oh, my God, like I've got this business mainly in Poland. I'm not a seven figure seller. I felt quite intimidated. But actually, when you start talking to people, you also realize that actually I've got quite a nice business. You know, my profit is super strong. Yes. I'm making yeah. much more than the seven figure big guys. Yeah. My business is great. I've got nothing to complain or be profit is, embarrassed about. Right? Profit is vanity and turnover is vanity. Okay. And the people that you are <laughs> shouting about how many figures they're making, you know, I'd rather have someone who's like all about the numbers, all about the reality and the fact that they've got a strong functioning business. You know, I, I'm not even I haven't even got an exit plan for my business because I've been going for 10 years. I don't see why I can't go on for another 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'll happily carry on doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then and then as I get freed up from that day to day grind, which I am now, I'm sort of like a lot freer. That's when I get the time to help other people and do other stuff that allows me, which gives me that kind of extra kind of satisfaction. And that's more my why, you know? Um, so I love the why, which is for me, helping babies sleep, protecting them from the sun, that which is my brand why. And then my personal why is I know there are so many people out there who should be on Amazon and aren't, you know, who've got great little product brands and aren't doing stuff. And I wanna help them do what I've done. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's um, how your why can change as well, you know? Yeah, totally makes sense. I think I want to add one more over here. Challenge yourself. It's sometimes we just get stuck and we're so scared to take take the leap to do something. But you know, just go out, go out and do it anyways. Just challenge yourself. I think that will really help uh, boost your self confidence as well. Yeah, and that's um, why so it's having a network as well. Because if you have a network yeah. who can bully you into doing stuff, so I've got a friend of mine who's been shouting at me for five years to go and do like workshops on helping people on Amazon, and it took her five years because I was like, oh, I'd really like to do it. I'd really like to do it. I'd really like to. Do it. She went right. I'm giving you a date, you're doing it. And I did. And then I ended up doing three workshops, literally within like a period of three weeks, uh, because like they, it got its own momentum. And then we went into lockdown. Um, but you know, so that's the thing also, sometimes it's really good as well to have people who poke you, not bully you, because that's a nasty, nasty side. But you know, have people who poke you and go, you know, you should be doing this, you know, that actually, you know, you need people who care about you and who want you to succeed and want you to maybe kind of fully develop yourself if you know what I mean. And I would love to add to that, you know, don't be, please, if you ever are thinking about being that person to somebody else, do it. If you can, if you see something in somebody else and you just take the time to tell them, I remember when I was moving from, you know, in the mil in my military career, I was moving into cybersecurity, which was really, really scary for me. I did not have an IT background. It's so predominantly male engineer mindset. And I was terrified. And I, I asked this military leader that I greatly respected. I said, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I, what, what happens if I fail, right? Like, Am I going to be like the laughing stock? Because I had already worked into a very important position and all of that, right? And he looked at me and he said, I'm pretty sure that Amy Weiss that I know could do anything she puts her mind to. And that set me on a path. 
that set me on a path to knowing, you know what, I can. I can do anything that I put my mind to. So I would love to challenge all of you out there. If you see something in somebody else and you know, take time to tell them, tell them like, hey, build them up, build up their confidence, especially us women, you know, we need that. When you see yes. a, something powerful in somebody else, tell them and build up their confidence and be that person that they need you know, to give them that extra nudge <laughs> to really help them along in, in their business or in their why and pursuing their why. Love that, love that. So somebody was asking for the name of uh, the book that Sylv mentioned. So this is it, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I love it. Okay, awesome. This has been so wonderful. I am feeling so inspired after this after this conversation with you ladies. It's been wonderful. Thank you so very much for your time. And uh, everybody listening, you've got to go to brandedbywomen.com, sign up for the free conference, get your free ticket, and you're going to love the presentations. We've got over 30 women who've, who've done presentations. Many are talking about their stories, but there's also a lot of content to help with your businesses. So there's a lot of inspiration and there's a lot of education as well. Thank you so much, all of you, uh, for inspiring us. And um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.